Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Devious. This is episode number 48. I, I hear what you're saying is that you miss the Nord theme, and I'm right there with you, man. I'm, I'm, I agree. You know, I miss it I miss. I miss being excited about vampires. Is what <laughs> that hasn't been for a long time. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. I want to try a new thing this time. So um, when I'm not playing ESO, oftentimes I'm watching YouTube videos of other people playing ESO or talking about ESO. Uh, and I thought it'd be cool when I come across ones that I th- videos that I think are you know extra interesting that uh, we could share them here on the show and talk about them a little bit. So I have a few here. Uh, the first one is from a very well-known YouTuber named Christopher ESO, Christopher with a K. Uh, the title of the video is uh, A Hidden Game Mechanic You Probably Haven't Heard Of. Uh, and the, the mechanic that he's talking about is what he calls a quick hop. Um, so just search Christopher ESO on YouTube. It's one of his more recent videos, and, uh, and you'll see it there, A Hidden Game Mechanic. Um, it's really cool. I thought this one stood out to me. Have, did you watch this one, Davius? Yes, I did. Uh, I had not, and it was, the title was very true for me. (laughs) (laughs) It it was true for me too. And I mean, it's something that I've done accidentally before, but I didn't realize that it was possible to consistently reproduce it. Not that it's, I mean, it's kind of a, an an advanced technique. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But basically the, the idea is, so you know when you have a uh, a speed buff like major expedition and your character's moving fast, um, and then when you jump, you lose that movement speed. That forward momentum it just disappears. You jump slowly. Then when you hit the ground, you can start moving fast again. But you there is a way to maintain that that forward momentum while jumping and while holding the block button. Uh, and, and in his video, Christopher demonstrates exactly how to do it. He shows some really awesome gameplay demonstrations of like some 1VX scenarios. Uh, and he slows things down and, and pauses things and, and really shows exactly like you can clearly see he would have died if he wasn't doing this thing. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. And, you know, from my perspective, and Davius, probably you too, like we've been playing this game how long? Like I'm thinking, you know... I got my light attack weaving down. I can roll dodge cancel, bar swap cancel, bash cancel. Like, you know, what haven't I learned at this point? <laughs> and then here's Christopher showing me a new thing. And it's like some, it's like a whole new, like I'm having to practice this thing. And it's not yeah. easy, you know. It's not it's not just like a reflexive thing I can do right now. So it's cool to have this new thing to kind of have to work on all over again. It is really cool. And it's a really well-made video, like you said. And it's... Yeah, it's surprising how much ground you can move with this quick hop. Like you can, like you can make up some ground with it. And he does a great example of kind of showing that. Oh yeah, make up a lot of ground while I think the important thing is while holding the block button. Because yeah, yeah. there's really no other way to like otherwise when you're holding the block button, you know you're you're moving slowly. Mm-hmm. Your character slows down when you're blocking, but this way you can you can keep your full movement speed, cover a pretty large distance while blocking. So oftentimes, you know, he he demonstrates in that video like that was the thing it took for him to make it to this line of sight point to to keep kiting and and recover and all of that. So it's really cool. It's a very, for my particular play style too, I think it's a tactic that I, I have to master because it's going to be just perfect for that. <laughs> it's a must. <laughs> um, 
Christopher's really great. His whole YouTube channel is fantastic. I'll probably mention him a little while later. Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, another video that's noteworthy uh, is uh, from a YouTuber named Malcolm. Uh, it's just Malcolm spelled the normal way, but it's a, the, the first and the last M are both capitalized. That's how he does it. Um, he is one of the very best mag sorks that you're going to see in this game. Uh, he has tons and tons of uh, like 1VX videos and lots of uh, sort of educational things. Like if you're an aspiring mag sork, you, you definitely should check out Malcolm. Um, he has a recent video called Mag Sork Mechanics You Need to Know. Uh, and if Malcolm's saying you need to know this, then it's true. You need to you know need this to know as a Mag Sork. <laughs> Um, and I watched it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Davis, did you, did you check this one out? Yes. Uh, it is, man, oof. just it's, it is impressive to watch him methodically go through and just how graceful he is with these things. It, yeah. It's very well thought out. And, uh, it, it, she just does a really great job. You know, you watch those, uh, one VX videos and you see him just like taking on these, you know, hordes of people, uh, and it, <laughs> It can kind of be difficult to to make sense of how he's pulling a lot of that stuff off in the moment, and I think this goes a long way to to kind of show like what you should be be prioritizing in what types of situations as a magsorg, how you might change your strategy differently versus one target versus a different target, uh, and different things like that. Really, really smart stuff. I don't play magsorg a lot, but I love just watching a PVP master of any kind, you mm -hmm. know, just kind of sh break down how they do things. Um, so really, really cool. And even if, you know, even if you don't play a mag sork, uh, you want to learn how to counter mag sorks, it's probably a good idea. I think sorks are kind of back this patch. If you noticed in BGs, like there's a lot more kind of formidable sorks lately. Yeah. The mag sorks are, have definitely had to come back. Yeah. I think they're benefiting a lot from some of these stat changes and stuff that we've had. Um, so anyway, that's Malcolm. Uh, and then one other video is, uh, from Grim Hollow. And basically if we're going to do, if we're going to start doing this segment where we talk about cool ESO videos we saw on the internet, you can probably expect us to mention every single Grim Hollow video that, <laughs> that he makes. He only puts up like maybe one or two videos a patch, uh, and they're almost always worth mentioning. So just like Malcolm is one of the very best mag sorks you'll ever see. Uh, Grim Hollow is absolutely one of the very best stamina nightblades uh, that you're going to see. Um, he he primarily sticks to open world Cyrodiil and Imperial City, but a lot of his stuff uh, will will apply to battlegrounds as well. But anyway, he just released his updated Stamblade video for this patch, and it's for the um, the current state of Cyrodiil with this no proc situation going on. So it's all for that. Um, so anyway, anytime Grim Hollow updates his Stamblade build, you can basically count on that being the meta Stamblade for this patch. So if you're a Stamblade, <laughs> you probably want to pay attention and either, you know, you might want to do something similar or just be aware that that's kind of how it's being done by, by one of the best. Um, one thing that I think is consistent amongst all content creators, Davis, I don't know if you've noticed this. Everyone's very positive on this yeah. patch right now. Every, all PVPers, it seems, in Cyrodiil, in BGs, everyone is just having a pretty good time, it seems, right now. Not a lot of complaints. The surprising part to me is how the positivity in Cyrodiil right now, like, they are oh, yeah. loving this no proc, which I guess kind of makes sense. I just, 
I just thought that maybe there would be a lot more people to be upset about all these sets you can't use, but man, they are loving Cyrodiil right now. The Grim Hollow video kind of cracked me up just because his build is like this OG ESO build. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Hunting's Rage, right? Yeah. And like uh, I think it's Hunting's Rage, Agility, like and Endurance. Like that's his build. Like it yeah, just some like me up. some real basic stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's Cyrodiil right now. Of course, that's not gonna uh, be the case forever. And in fact, that that actually leads us right into our uh, next segment here. Perfect, man. We're such good podcasters. <laughs> It's like totally planned. Like we know it. what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> totally planned it. Um, so they said that the devs have said that with this next patch coming up with the with the big chapter, aka expansion, um, there's gonna they're gonna re-enable proc sets in Cyrodiil. So the happy times are over, I guess. Uh, but along with that is gonna come uh, a proc set rework. In their own words, proc set rework. Uh, but they haven't given any more. They haven't given any more details than that, and so I thought we could maybe just talk a little bit about what that could even mean, like what we might even expect. Um, so one thing is they could just simply do what they've done before, which is just make a big, huge list of every proc set in the game and just one by one adjust the numeric values and. That's the rework, you know. That very well could be. Very it. well could be. It. I think I'd be a little disappointed if that I, was the case. I think I would be too. Yeah, that would be just kind of like a I don't know, just like a hammer and nail, real boring approach. Um, a more interesting approach would be something maybe more systematic. Something I've seen people online recommend is maybe maybe make it so that proc sets can crit again, but just adjust the values accordingly, right? Like maybe cut the damage in half or whatever you got to do. Um, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, recommendation I've seen from players like on forums and stuff is, uh, and I think this is really interesting and it's kind of almost the same thing as, uh, as the crit thing, but uh, make, make the effects of proc sets based on your character's stats, just like regular abilities. Yeah. I really like the combination of those last two, uh, throwing the crit in there and making the effects based on character stats, just like you said. Uh, I think that would be really interesting. Based on character sets would include like your character's yeah. crit rate and crit damage and yeah, and spell damage and all of that. Um, that would be really interesting. I would really. That's what that's what I'm hoping for. I think that would be really cool. Uh, I think it would help with a lot of balance. You know, I think if you're gonna have these proc sets, well, then you're gonna have to you know make up the stats for having that proc happen. Whereas other people that are going to have number-based stats, they're going to have, you know, just straight weapon damage buffs, but they're not going to be having these procs happen. Yeah, exactly. And it makes you really have to make a decision. Like, is Malakath Bandit Brutality going to automatically be good in this build or not? Like, you we, know, need, we need a nerf to that thing. As someone who has, like, I think okay, three of my builds have it. We need it. It's, yeah. it's time to nerf it. It's time. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's another possibility that could come with the proc set rework is that Malakath no longer applies to proc sets, which is something a lot of people have suggested making happening. But if they do this thing where procs can crit, or if it's just based on your character stats all around, then maybe you could keep Malakath applying to them and you really are giving something up there. You know, you it's not just an automatic win if you do that. That's my hope. I'm going to hope for that. But there's a lot of possibilities, you know. Maybe there's 
it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see this kind of massive scale change happen to proc sets because there's a lot of proc sets out there. Yeah, I have to imagine it's going to be something big because to totally disable proc sets completely in Cyrodiil, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just get the feeling like they've they've really been working on some big thing to implement here. So I feel like kind of the pressure's off for me right now. Like even like we do mostly non CP PvP, which is where proc sets are the most volatile. Yeah, and I'm feeling pretty comfortable this patch. Yeah, you know, like I'm not necessarily banging the doors down for a proc set rework now. So uh, I'll be very curious to see how that, play, how that yeah, plays out. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I do have one character that has a whole bunch of proc sets on them that uh, I'll probably just kind of leave that character on the shelf just to see, all right, is this something that will still work when these resets happen or uh, is this something that I'm going to need to change? I think I think that's the biggest part that I'm hoping for is that I don't, you know, proc sets have been overpowered. That's just what they've been. You throw a Malcap ban on there and it's just this free damage. But I don't want this like massive number rework because my worry there would be is that they nerf them all so much that they just all become almost worthless. Um, you know, I like the variety of different sets and different builds out there. You know, so whatever the changes are, I hope that they're still effective. Yeah, certainly. We we certainly don't want them to be uh, ineffective anymore. I mean, they're a lot of them. It's just some of the most fun stuff. They have like really cool visual effects and, yep. and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, something, another thing they could do is maybe um, go through and overhaul a bunch of proc conditions, you know, like maybe it's the same damage and all that, like they don't change the damage or anything like that, but maybe it's not quite as easy to proc. It's not such guaranteed damage. Yeah. You actually have to do a little something to get it to work. That's another possibility. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but the only thing about that is it seems like they're going away from those conditions. This is what they're... That seems to be the trend, yeah. But I would be okay if, like, maybe instead of, like, percentage proc chances or maybe certain sets had, you know, you had to do certain abilities, like uh, when you do a melee ability or, you know, when you use a class ability or something like that to proc it. Maybe more... uh, More of that kind of stuff. Yeah, more of specific conditions for sets. Yeah. So we'll see in, I guess, in a little less than a couple of months. Um, So anyway, speaking of uh, PvP... Davis, how have the battlegrounds been going the past couple of weeks? Um, a lot of damage, um, but a lot of damage out there. Uh, I I really have enjoyed BGs. Um, even in the the really sweaty matches, I still think they've they've been really fun. We're in a really unique patch here. It is so rare that CP and non CP PVPers are both having a good time. You know, like <laughs> everybody's happy. It's What's usually, happening? <laughs> yeah, it's usually one is well balanced and the other sucks, or vice versa. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's always one or the other. And this is like one of those few rare patches where like both seem happy, uh, which is really cool. Um, yeah, the BG has been going really well for me. Um, interestingly, I just I feel like I just kind of want to keep. Keep 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 tabs on the werewolf situation. Even though I've never played a werewolf, I probably never will play a werewolf. <laughs> you're you're, you're just, still that that build your that werewolf build you're making still just right around the corner. Yeah, well, they, just their their journey fascinates me. You know, like this this roller coaster of nerfs and buffs and and stuff. Uh, I've seen a few pretty good werewolves out there. Yeah, uh, I think the key is you know they're pretty good. Whereas last patch, every single werewolf that I saw was ungodly good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. 
so I don't know. It seems like maybe they're they're in a pretty good spot right now. I have a werewolf, and I haven't even. I don't think I've even done a battleground with them. If I have done one, it's been very few. But I, I 100% agree with you there and that the fact that it's kind of it seems like this sweet spot and that we've run into some werewolves and then every now and then we'll run into one that we think is good. And it's kind of impressive now. It's like, well, oh, that guy's a good, you know, it's kind of oh, that's impressive. That guy's a werewolf and he's pretty good. He's tough ticked down. Yeah, and it's not like every werewolf you see can, like, totally 1VX your entire team, you know. It's like occasionally you see one, but, like, occasionally you just see a Magplar that can 1VX your whole team, you know. It's not because they're a werewolf, it's because they're good. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. Um, Enjoying seeing those those doggies out there. And now I can just kind of enjoy, like, seeing a werewolf. Like, I like focusing werewolves. It's just, like, in my mind, it's just, I just always focus werewolves. That's just what you do. (laughs) And last patch... It's like I had to fight my instinct because, like, no, that werewolf's going to kill me. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to leave that dude alone. Hope he doesn't see me. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, Um, I've also, Davius, I've been enjoying the uh, major heroism that you're giving me on your new uh, setup on your Magplar healer. That what's that set? Uh, Drake's Rush. Drake's Rush. Uh, Davis's Mm -hmm. setup. It's really it's it's a lot of fun right now. He is he is bashing people. So he's done a couple points of damage, but he's more hes more just shoving people, you know, just saying, hey, knock it off. It's more of a, a knock it he's, off shove. He's no longer totally a pure healer. He's like 98% pure. He's kind of like he used to be like your parents like in public. Now it's like after the kids were terrible and you go back home, he's like, <laughs> hey, knock it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be business. But... That major heroism is nice, though, and um, I've noticed whenever I I run with my Stamplar, Old Betsy, uh, I normally use Dawnbreaker, um, but since you have that setup, I started using um, the class ultimate, the Crescent Sweep, which only costs like 70 ultimate or something like that. It's really cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with you having that running, man, I was just like, that thing, I would would hit probably like every five seconds. I I would cast that thing, hit somebody with that. And then by the time I go through my rotation, it's up again. You know, it's like, uh, just like, it's so cheap. And that major heroism and Betsy's really strong this patch. So she's like getting kill after kill after kill. So all that going on, she was getting that ultimate so, so, so fast. It was really, really fun. So yeah. I've been enjoying that quite a bit. I, I really like what Davies is kind of becoming. He's, he's, he still has good heals, but he's become much more of like a kind of a team support for buffs uh, than just a, just a street. And you're, you're still kind of, I don't know, I feel like he's not totally locked in right now. He is not. Is he? He's he's actually, I changed him right before we started recording. <laughs> uh, so what's the deal What's the deal with this guy? He, right now, the most recent change uh, is that he is running uh, Five Piece Drake's Rush, um, the Pearls of Elnafe. Uh, Got the Pearls back yep, on there. Put the okay. Pearls back on there, because that was the kind of the change. Uh, but uh, Five Piece Drake's Rush. I was surprised Rush, you took those off. Well, you know, you just you need tinkering, a little bit of tinkering. You got to try stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, five-piece Drake's Rush, Pearls of Elnafe, and then five-piece Spell Power Cure, and then uh, back bar uh, Maelstrom Resto Staff. Uh, and okay. the, the change that I was kind of tinkering with is, do I want those Pearls of Elnafe on there? Or was I going to run the Chokethorn Monster Set just to have extra heals? Um, but yeah, I actually changed... Call. It is tough. I actually changed it, and we talked a little bit about this 
uh, before, but I, I've gone back to the Pearls of Eldefay just because that Chokethorn is a great heal, but the Pearls of Eldefay combined with this major heroism, that healing ult, uh, that Resto Staff ult is just going to be, it's going off so much uh, that it, it kind of makes up for the Chokethorn. Uh, plus, yeah. You people, people bash that choke thorn. <laughs> people bash that choke thorn, and I think, I, don't, I think of this character of yours as being like, this is the dude we grab when it's like sweaty night, and we're going into <laughs> pre maids, and we need a healer, healer. Yeah. Uh, and you know, when, when we're in those kind of matches, you can count on like we're going to be dealing with alt dumps, coordinated mm-hmm. alt dumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you can have that alt that resto already every time that happens that's i think that's a lot more valuable than having one extra single target hot running exactly um so i think i think it's really nice and also it's good it in general i like kind of whatever the the gimmick of your build is just going as far into that as you possibly can you know uh i i enjoy that yep Davis is the definition of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of characters that are like that too. Um, the build that I've been spending the most time with this week, well, the build that I've been spending the most time with is my Stamplar, Old Betsy. Sure. But the, <laughs> Everybody knew that. All, all the listeners knew. <laughs> but, yeah. But the, the build that I've actually been working on is my Magicka Dragon Knight, uh, Misatu Katsuragi. I know, super cool name. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've changed her build up. So uh, her her old build, her, her last patch build was full on like cheesy prop build. It was Overwhelming Surge, Grothdar, uh, Black Rose Prison Staff, uh, the Maelstrom Resto Staff, and Malakath. So just three proc sets in Malakath, basically. Uh, and it was really, really strong. But this patch, I wanted to get away from just that full-on proc build. Well, I say that, but actually, one of the sets that I've switched to is actually the greatest proc set of all time, Torg's Pact. Um, so I'm doing five light Torg's Pact, five spinner. Um, spinner's only active on the front bar because I have a Maelstrom Resto on the back bar. Still using Malakath. Uh, and then I have a one piece Doma house, uh, monster set, which just gives you uh, max stamina and magic. So it's all about that Torgs and spinners and Malakath, just stacking a lot of damage. If you don't remember what Torgs does, it basically like juices up your weapon glyphs. Um, so like if you have an infused weapon glyph, uh, Torgs makes it like double infused essentially. Um, so it'll, uh, it'll proc pretty much every other light attack weave and it'll be really 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 juicy uh torx pact is such an awesome set it's so flexible it's like just depending on what kind of glyph you used it determines what the set does super yeah. cool i feel like it's uh one of the really great underrated sets out there yeah it, it really is it's off a lot of people's radar well and one of the reasons is because it is a very powerful proc set but it's not a brain dead proc set like a lot of the popular ones are right now, you know, like yeah. uh, like Unleash Terror, just slot a gap closer and nothing else <laughs> yeah. and, and go crazy. And you'll you'll probably have fairly good success if there's a healer in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Torix Pact, you have to it's it's just your glyphs. You have to you have to be using your abilities and light attack weaving and stuff like that. Uh, it's not totally brain dead. Uh, but if you do know how to play well it's it's very very powerful um so 
I uh, I just use a on my back bar. I have a weapon damage glyph, so I proc that to to really stack my weapon damage really high or my spell damage really high. Uh, and then the front bar just has a flame damage or yeah, flame damage glyph. Um, and so every other light attack weave is just delivering this massive amount of flame damage. It's really cool that I really like the idea of my glyph being the most powerful thing in my entire build. It is a really, really cool neat. idea. It's a really unique uh, idea for a build. Yeah, and it works particularly well on a Dragon Knight. I've always thought of Torigs as being kind of particularly good on a DK. Uh, Spinner works really good as a front bar only set because um, it gives you penetration. And so you don't really care about losing penetration when you swap to your back bar. So that's uh, it works really well in that way. And it, it's a good amount of damage, very good amount of damage and no weird proc conditions or anything like that. Um, yeah, anyway, speaking of Dragon Knights... Davius, I see Lord of Nords on the list here. What's uh, what's this guy's deal? Oh, Lord of Nords. I, you know, I've been telling you this lately. I think Lord of Nords has been my favorite uh, character here of late. Yeah, I've heard uh, you say that. <laughs> uh, hold on, we gotta have a pause here. We gotta, okay. We have a baby raid happening here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lord of Norths. So, as I've been kind of telling you here lately, and I think I'm just, you know, I'm going to make it official, Lord of Norths is kind of my favorite character right now. Uh, yep. Which is odd for me, because I've been very pro-Templar in the past. Uh, and so it's weird to say my favorite character is a DK right now. Um, so, but, wait, wait, your favorite over your Templar main, Davius? Yeah, I think I, I'm having more fun with Lord of Norths right now than any one of my characters. Now I won't okay. say I like him more than Davies because Dave, I mean Davies is just old as dirt, but and he would be offended. He would be offended. <laughs> He'd say, "Knock it off." <laughs> yeah. uh, but man, he's just uh, he's just kind of my character that uh, uh, feels really good in BGs right now. Um, he feels perfect if I if I have a support or healer in the group. Um, yeah. Even without a support and healer, he is much more survivable he's than he's been in the past. And that's really due to some of these changes. You know, I've mentioned in the past that he's got race against time, uh, for uh -huh. a stam DK. That's kind of odd to have on the back bar, but with these extra stats, uh, he's able to run it. Yeah. You can afford the magic it now. Yep. Uh, he's just really got pretty good survivability better than he's had in the past. Now he still can struggle just because of the way his build setup is. He doesn't have a lot of uh, recovery. Really, his recovery is in his leap. Yeah. Um, but uh, so there's still times where, you know, he's kind of struggles with uh, range magic builds, like hard hitting range builds. You know, he can leap to them, but uh, if they can, you know, really Sorks, I should say. Uh, but everybody's struggling a little bit with, with Sorks. So when they streak away, he kind of struggles getting after them. But. Um, he's felt really good. You know, he's all around. He's a little bit more survivable. He's a little bit more mobile. Yeah, he's doing really well. We were running around last night. I was on a support build and uh, I was amazed at how uh, much damage you were doing. Just jumping into it, like just leaping into a group and spinning to win. And just I'm just watching chunks <laughs> of health disappear. Uh, he hits hard. He hits yeah. hard. Uh, he's a lot of fun. And and that's another big change that I made to him. We had, we had talked about this a little bit. He used to run a two-hander on the front bar, 
And Man, it was, I can't make two hander work. I can't. Yeah. I cannot land a dizzy swing on you, anyone. I, and that that was the real struggle I was having with him. Is that I even you know I'd thrown the race against time on the back bar and he was moving quicker, but I just couldn't get a dizzy swing on anybody. And it was just like I felt like I was just so much wasted damage that because I just couldn't hit anybody. Sorks are so popular, yeah. and a lot of just a lot of high mobility builds mm-hmm. are so popular in general. It's tough. It's I I. Like I have a Stam DK, a similar type of build actually to the one you're talking about, mm-hmm. and she does use a two-hander. And every time I try to play with her, I get like two matches in. I'm like, no, I'm done. I don't want to play with this build because I cannot land a combo. Yep. And, and, and well, and well, I was just gonna say I had the exact same issues, and it really uh, was just you know, Lord of Nords did not was not feeling good, and the character wasn't feeling good, and and I just couldn't figure out what was going on, and so I kind of. Uh, just kind of did this test and threw dual wield on his front bar and went with the rapid strikes uh, and then the spin to win. And it has made all the difference for the character. He feels so much better. Rapid strikes is such a great ability. It hits hard. Um, it's, it's You can do a lot of damage with that move. Um, and, you know, especially I have the more for the last hit. I think it's like a 300 imp- increase in damage. Uh, oh yeah, so, they can hit really hard with Malakath in there too. Yeah, he's got Malakath, so, yeah. uh, and so he's hitting really hard with it, and he just feels really good. His his overall setup is, you know, he hasn't really changed much other than the dual wield, but um, he is running the uh, five piece, um, not werewolf hide. It's uh, oh champion of the champion Hiss. of the hiss. Thank you. Uh, so he's got the uh, the five piece champion of the hiss. So he's he's in five heavy, um, and then he's running the. Uh, I'm actually, this is kind of a change that I haven't told you about, but he's running two-piece Baylorg. Oh, very nice. That makes sense. That makes good sense. Yeah. And so- On on an ulti gen build. Yeah. With how much ult he's going and how much he's using, uh, it's kind of of real common to have that buff up at all times. Um, And then the other set he's running, you know, is uh, he's got the back bar. uh, He has the Vatishran um, two-hander and then the three-piece- the ultimate reduction. Uh, oh, potentates. Thank you. Three-piece potentates. Um, so that's why I write notes of my I, sets up here. <laughs> I'm thinking that as I'm saying <laughs> that. Uh, but yeah, so three-piece potentates, uh, Vatishran, two-hander back bar, uh, five-piece champion of the Hiss, and two-piece Baylorg. And it's he's feeling yeah. really good right now. That's nice. You mentioned that uh, DK's healing seems stronger now, and I forgot to mention that with Misato, my mag DK, but yeah, uh, overall, her survivability feels amazing, and she's really the only Magicka character that I've spent a fair amount of time with so far this patch, Um, but if she's any indicator, Magicka builds in general are, are feeling so nice. Um, a big factor of that is the fact that healing is so much stronger just because we have a thousand more yeah. spell damage. We have some extra max magicka as well. Like the, the, the class heal, the coagulated blood ability, dragon knight ability, uh, no, no CP, the tooltip is nine K like the, the base tooltip <laughs> is nine K and it does increased healing based on missing health, you know, so it can it can potentially be like a really, really strong heal. Uh, also, just relevant to being a Magicka build, uh, having all that stamina, that's something I, I wanted to mention as well. Having all that extra stamina on my Mag DK, and I imagine probably on any other Magicka build, 
It really, really is nice. I never even think about my stamina bar. I don't even look <laughs> at it. Like I block as much as I want to. I run as much as I want to. It's all good. Uh, so I've, I've like that combined with the extra healing power. Like it's a it's a light armor build, very squishy build. Um, but uh, her survivability is really good. Yeah, she always does seem tankier than than a light armor magicka build should be. Yeah. Well, she kills fast. That's a that's a big part. <laughs> that's of a, it. That's a key to that is is being yeah. tanky. Is if you kill the people before they hit you. <laughs> but she does. She and I. I make sure to keep my hots going. She has a resto staff back bar, and you know, I'm just I've just kind of learned how to play squishy builds, and I just keep that situational awareness. Not try not to get caught out in a bad situation, and it work. It works most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. <laughs> If you find the if you find the build that works all the time, let me know. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll uh, look. I'll ask one of our guildmates and uh, to send you their build. <laughs> Some of them seem to work every single that's time. True. That is a good. That's a great point right there. <laughs> uh, of course, I've been playing with my Stamplar, Old Betsy. Um, the main change I made to her is she finally has her two-hander Nernhoned greatsword, and she was using a sharpened maul last patch and had been for basically since the character has existed. Um, so finally switch over to a Nernhoned greatsword. I can't. I don't know if it's more damage or not. I think on paper it's technically more damage. It was already <laughs> a ton of damage. Um, but I do like seeing that extra uh, weapon damage stat on my stat sheet that the greatsword gives me now. Uh, and that also does help my healing out. So it just, it makes sense to make this switch. Um, so yeah, it's still just the same old build. Five Bone Pirate, five Deadly Strikes on the front bar with that Nernhoned Greatsword, uh, Master Bow on the back bar, Ring of the Wild Hunt, and One Piece Bloodspawn. Uh, all seven pieces medium, unless occasionally I'm in a, uh, a match where I'm dying more than I think I should, then uh, I have a, a heavy blood spawn piece in my inventory that I'll swap in just to get a little bit more health. Uh, and that usually kind of bumps me just up to that, uh, that HP amount that makes it uh, a little more comfortable. Uh, that's, that's, that's what Betsy is for you right now. I feel like it's comfortable. Anytime we're hopping to a match, it's always, all right, is it going to be Betsy or is it going to be this other character? Yeah, Betsy's it, always in the mix. It's fifty percent Betsy, fifty <laughs> percent yep. anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's it's comfortable every time. And I gotta say, this patch, I don't know if I've had a bad match. I might have had a frustrating match or two where there was just some good players in there, you know. But yeah, I mean, a, a bad match for Betsy right now is like a, it would be like a seven and three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. That'd be that'd be like a a bad match for her. Yeah. And no matter what, I'm, I'm having a great time. Just It's so fun to play uh, a medium armor, just a build that's basically at the speed cap at all times, you know, with mm-hmm. all that damage. It's just, it's a perfect build for me. It's like, just exactly right. I'm still working on it with my Stamplar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting yeah. used to the style. It takes some practice, that's for sure. But you haven't put the time in quite yet. I, I haven't. I've, I've been playing, I've been playing with some other builds here lately. Um, what, one other build that, you know, I hadn't played with a whole lot, but I tested out last night and it really only took, maybe we did two matches, but it was like, yep, build still works. Yeah. Still great. Is my bad crow, uh, never ending Nord. He's still pretty much never ending. Um, and we got into a match last night that it was kind of the perfect match for him that I was like, yep, this still works. It was just, I think it was just a continuous slugfest the entire match. 
it was it was a straight up death match on that lava map. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it was like a, a truly good sweaty match where like team, we were just going at each other really hard the whole time. I don't think the fight left the middle the entire match. It was uh, just the uh, fight yeah. was in the middle the entire match. Yeah, it was just just like you said, a straight up slugfest. Which, um, it, it can be fun, but those, those kind of matches can get old sometimes. But, <laughs> it was know. a healer's match, that's for sure. I, yeah. I as as the support character, that was a fun one for me. Yeah, non-support, yeah. I can imagine that not being that fun. But yeah, he dropped. I think I ended up dropping over two million of heals in the match. Two point so one is what I remember. He he still works pretty great, which is uh, really exciting because you know we both were slightly worried. Uh, for kind of our macro supports just a bit with these changes, but yeah, uh, they're making out fine. Yeah, they're doing just fine. He he's doing fantastic. Works really. It's amazing. Well. It's amazing you got that much because probably your most powerful healing ability is the intensive mender, yeah. which doesn't count on your healing numbers in a battleground. Yep, that's the crazy part is that all of his heals that entire match weren't even counted into the two million. Yeah, so. It's interesting. It always like kind of chaps me a little bit when I play on my mag crow. Like I only see like 300k healing, but I know I did a lot more. Than yeah, because that, that intensive mender is so strong. It's kind of weird. It, it, that's just kind of you know because the intensive mender is considered a, a a pet, I guess. But it, it's kind of weird because you know on wardens it's kind of the same thing. Like I don't know if I don't know if their pets count for the damage. You know, do they? I don't know if they do or not, but. Well, there's only really one. It's just the bear that kind of, I think, is calculated as a pet. You know, the others are just kind of animations yeah. that look like animals. Yeah. You know? I don't know how all that works because it, it, it does seem odd to me that something like the Intensive Mender wouldn't just count as your heals. It's just an ability. You would think that it would just add to your, your total stats. Yeah, but. I would think so, too. And, like, if you look in combat metrics, it counts it. Yeah. You, know, you look, how, look, look how much healing you did in combat metrics, and it's it's factored in. I didn't even check that. I, I should go and look at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, a combat metrics also counts, like, your heals to yourself yeah. and your health recovery. And, like, gets, so, yeah, it just always looks real good in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Mag Crow is looking really good. I play with mine a little bit, too, and she's she's feeling really good. Um, and uh, on the topic of necromancers, I've also been spending a little bit of time on my stamina necromancer, Bobby Bobango, uh, who is the Bow Crow. Um, the Bow Crow. And he's still using the same setup he's been using for a while uh, Poisonous Serpent, Sheer Venom, and the Black Rose Prison Bow. And I kind of have been on a little bit of a roller coaster with this guy over the past couple of weeks. So I did a couple of matches with him and. They they went badly. They went really bad. And I was like, okay, Bobby sucks now. I got it. You know, and, uh, and I just kind of put him on the shelf for a couple of days. And then one day I logged back in with him like, oh, I don't know. Let's let's figure this thing out. And he's actually really good. I just kind of had to adjust my play style a little bit. And I have to be a little bit more methodical and patient with how I play with him because uh, – Kind of like what I was saying before, everyone has so much more stamina now. Everybody, including Magicka builds, are there. Everyone's a roly poly now. Yeah. Uh, and Bobby has almost entirely single target projectiles. His entire arsenal is single target, uh, except blast bones. Uh, and so it's just like landing anything at all. It just all gets dodged, like over and over and over and over and over again. You know, like I'm trying to. I have to open my combo with poison injection, and. I have to land poison injection before I can 
move forward with my combo, right? So I'll cast Poison Injection, they dodge it, I cast it again, they dodge, I cast it again, they dodge, cast it again, finally, it lands, you know, and now I, I cast Blast Bones, now it's time I have to uh, cast Magnum Shot, same thing, I have to land Magnum Shot before I can move forward, and it's the same sort of deal, they'll dodge it two or three times before I finally land it, and you know, by this time, my stamina bar is drained. Yeah. So, what I've learned to do and if, if, you know, dear listener, if you have a similar uh, problem with a, a build that you're playing, here's what I've been doing that has, has been helping, is just be more patient. Don't just straight up run up and, and just start attacking someone as soon as you see them. Watch them for a second. Uh, they're probably going to roll dodge. Everyone's just constantly roll dodging now. So just wait for them to complete a roll dodge, then attack them. That's all. Just stop. When you see an enemy, stop. Wait for them to roll dodge, then attack them. Uh, they'll spend that stamina, uh, and then when you CC them, they'll have to spend even more stamina to break free, so you're kind of putting them on the back foot already. Uh, just be a little bit more patient uh, uh, if you're on that kind of build. I'm not used to that because, you know, I play with Betsy all the time, so I just jab, 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 jab. You can dodge all you want, you know, go nuts. Uh, it's, it's a lot different with these single target kind of setups. Yeah. But uh, his build is still Poisonous Serpent. Did I already say that? Yeah, I already said the build. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, as soon as I started kind of doing that, then he was he was getting pretty good results. I still I'm back to thinking he's a, a decent build again. That's good. So you're you're gonna end up sticking with the build. I think so. The only thing I thought about maybe trying is maybe swapping out poisonous serpent, uh, or no, maybe swapping out sheer venom with uh, the way of fire, <laughs> which oh, uh, we talked about that set on the set's last. So episode. hot right now. <laughs> It's hot right now, but I I feel like it would pair really nicely with Poisonous Serpent. Uh, it's like yeah. one's poison damage, one is fire damage, but they both would be proccing from my light attacks, and it's a an exact same amount of damage at the with the same cooldown, so it would just pair nicely, and yeah. I could, they would both proc at range. That does make fair. Way of Fire with a bow makes to me sound like that. Just that's a really good uh, pairing in my mind. Yeah, Way of Fire with a bow would be cool. Which, you know, sheer, sheer Venom is what it would be replacing, and that's a good amount of damage as well. But, see, sheer, sheer Venom, they changed it a little while back, and it's still strong, but it doesn't reach its full potential until your enemy loses a certain amount of health. Uh, whereas Way of Fire, it's the exact same amount of damage every single time. Um, so I might try it. I think, I can't remember the exact what exactly the two through four piece bonuses were but i i do remember not liking way of fires oh, two through four piece bonuses as much and that's important to me yeah yeah so you gotta get the stats i think it has like an extra line of crit that i don't want or something like that yeah uh i think i forgot to mention uh there's two things i forgot to mention with the never ignored what he's what his build is right now he is wearing five piece beekeepers uh two piece troll king uh, and then a back bar maelstrom uh, uh, frost staff. Okay. Um, but you're actually the one who made the recommendation for that, and it's actually worked out really well. Um, yeah. It's it's been a good change. It's actually bumped his damage up a little bit. Uh, and he, you know, he the other cities that I'm only front barring now is Winter's Respite. Um, and so it's actually worked out really well because Winter's Respite already has it's on a countdown and a, a cooldown. So. I can it's throw good, it up when well, I need it to. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually worked out really well. His his whole build is all about that health recovery. Uh, that's kind of what he's been. It's still 
works really yeah, the well. Dude does not die. <laughs> He's a tanky dude. He's like, we do BGs together, and like I'll die and res and run back, and you're like, is there waiting <laughs> on me? Just like, just four dudes sitting there, target dummying you, and you're like, hey, welcome back, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he he's a lot of fun uh, he's a lot of fun cool uh any other you've been up to any other stuff this week that you want to talk about i don't think so i'm i'm excited to you know next time uh, on the next episode i'm excited to to talk about what davius and what these changes are i think i think he's going to work out really well i want to do more testing with that uh, drake's rush just to see uh you know how Really, just with a couple different characters of yours, just to see how Dragon Knights, yeah, man. how That's noticeable what... is that ulti? Is that major heroism going to be on characters? I think like my Dragon Knight characters are going to have to like carry a different set of jewelry or something for when they <laughs> run with that character, just because seriously they'll be able to get rid of a lot of recovery because yeah. they'll be getting so much more ultimate, and with that, you know, they have that battle roar passive, so they'll just be regenerating resources from that. Like that build could synergize really, really nicely with Dragon Knights. Yeah. Really, that build and like three Dragon Knights in a battleground, that would be. Oof. That could be. Hilarious. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> that could be. What if you put that gear on a Mag DK healer, Ooh. which you can do? That I mean, that's <laughs> the original plan. You know, I don't want to get away from my original plan. The original plan was this Drake's Rush set on a Mag DK support character that. I will make one day, but hey, Mag DKs can actually be insanely strong healers. I've seen yeah. them. I, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to set it up that way, uh, or you know, a mag, a magical warden. I think I've said magical warden in the past. Yeah, it's really going to be a magical warden or a mag DK. I don't know. I go back and forth. Just depends on the day you ask me. But I'm so jealous that you like have these <laughs> like characters that you can make. You know, like you still have never leveled up. And learned how to play a Mag DK. Like, man, I wish I could go back and like learn yep. a Mag DK for the first time again. You know, and Mag, a Warden too. Mag DK, Mag Warden. Those are my last two that I have never made. Both super fun, uh, dude. Mag DK. I really think you're gonna like uh, that character yeah. a lot. I think. Do you have any fun. names floating around in your head? <sighs> nothing at nothing at the moment, but they'll they'll be something. They'll be. That's that's when you'll make the characters when the name yeah, comes to you. When that name comes into me, <laughs> into my head, that's when the character's going to be made. Yeah, that's great. I like that. <laughs> um, well, I thought we'd try a different uh, kind of thing this time. More PvP talk. Um, so we'll do a little kind of segment here. Davis, you and I, we've had a bit of a journey as far as learning how to play PvP in this game and, and getting good at PvP. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've titled this segment, segment, Getting Good at PvP. Not that we're the best. We're certainly not. <laughs> I but, still you know, want to be good at PvP. <laughs> we're aspiring. No, we've, you know, we've gotten to a point where we're good enough where we have a good time most of the time. Sure. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that's really what it's all about. And so we've talked before about like what goes into putting together a decent PvP build uh, and like strategies and that sort of stuff. Uh, that's not really what we're going to talk about here. Uh, we're going to talk about more of kind of how to approach PvP. If your goal is to, to be good, to get to a point where you're having a good time most of the time, uh, I think that that's what we're going to be talking about here. Um, so I think... The most important thing, the very most important thing that you want to keep in mind is that this game is not any sport. 
Okay. It is not well balanced. <laughs> uh, it is not uh, supposed to be well balanced. You know, they don't intend for it to be that way. This game is an amusement park uh, and there are many different <laughs> rides to ride on. And, and Battlegrounds is one ride and Dungeons are another ride and, and so on. Uh, the, the developers do not intend for PvP to be taken that seriously. And I think it's very, very important to keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, because if not, you're going to run into frustrating situations. You're going to run into OP builds that there literally is no counter against. Like that Stan Warden I was talking about last yep. uh, last week. He's he just the, just hearing you talk about him. He still haunts my my yes dreams. <laughs> yeah, I look for that at name every time I start a BGG in here. Oh, thank you. I hope I never see him again. Uh, <laughs> um. So anyway, that's the most important thing to keep in mind. Uh, and the. The it's not truly balanced. It's balanced enough, I think, to have a good time, but it's not truly balanced. And the balance changes intentionally by design, frequently. Um, so you just have to accept that that's the game. Yeah, so that's rule number one. I will say I do have to make a point. One of the great things to that though is that you know as there there's a con to that and what you kind of talked about, but really one of the pros to that too is that there's so many. This is one of the few games that I feel like that you can make up a build. You don't have to go online. You don't have to look one up. If you have a build and you like it, then chances are you can put it together and it's going to be somewhat effective. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's that's also kind of really rare is that a lot of, you know, a lot of those games out there is that if you want to be good, you got to go online, look up what's best, look up what to do. And this game's just not like that at all. It's you can really kind of design your own build, put it together and have reasonable success. Yeah, th- I mean, there is a meta to a degree sure. but it's it seems like every for any meta there's also a count something that counters that meta yeah. you know and then that thing actually becomes the new meta and you know it's always like this dog chasing its tail kind of situation and it never really settles but you can kind of pick a build and just stick with it and i mean there are people that's like this is the same build i've been running for six years still fine <laughs> you know still works um so you can kind of try to follow those changes or you can just kind of find one good trusty build that just kind of lasts the test of time. Like a good stat based build is always going to be good, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, just kind of don't take it too seriously, I guess is really rule number one there. Um, and then beyond that, once you're ready to actually start kind of doing stuff to get good at PVP, I think the number one most beneficial thing you can do, it's also very time consuming, but you know it's it's the it's the long game, right? Uh, number one thing is to make a bunch of characters and level them up and just play play around with them, kind of learn how they work and stuff like that. Um, even if you don't necessarily get very good with those characters, you know, just going through like low MMR battlegrounds and having a little bit of fun, having a little bit of success, just seeing what it's like to be successful with a Magsork or a Mag Warden or a Stam DK or whatever. Um, it's going to be really, really handy in the future when you go up against those, those specs, right? Because yep. now you're not going to have to be trying to guess what they do and like, Oh yeah, I remember that haunting curse is the one it's going to explode. And then it's going to explode again a little while later. Like you've already been on the give it like the dishing out end of that. Right. And you just, you're going to have an instinctual knowledge where you're not consciously thinking about anything. You're, you're reacting reflexively because you've done it all before. Um, 
I, I can't stress enough how, like, if, if that's your goal, you want to be good at PvP, just get some experience with every class as, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you'll get to a point where you're you're not making conscious decisions a lot of the time. You're just reacting in the moment, uh, and, and, it, and it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's a recommendation you made me to me forever ago. <laughs> uh, but really, the biggest change in, in PvP for me was when I started making additional characters more characters and the more characters i made um it really it just changes everything because not only do you learn those classes better but you learn you know even if you go back to the class you're comfortable with now you understand that class a little bit better so you understand you understand enemies better but you also understand your teammates better you understand how to help them better you understand how movement and strategies uh you just and it all just becomes like instinct second nature like you're not consciously really even thinking about it you just kind of know um and it's it's so nice and there's so many different like sound effects and visual effects and things like that you may not even be aware of at all or you or you might see it and not think anything of it because you're just you're not sure what it does but once you've played the classes that are applying those visual effects and making those sound effects and stuff like that then it then you just have that knowledge and you know like oh maybe I need to cleanse that off or maybe I need to roll dodge right now or uh, you know and all that stuff like I said it's just it's just reflex after yeah. you've experienced it for yourself. Yep, so many things. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's a lot of time, but you know this is the kind of game that's designed to be played for a long period of time. You know, so just make a character like on a on a XP event like what's going on right now. Uh, uh, level them up and it's just it's just fun you know give them a cool costume or outfit or whatever make them look cool listen and... here's what you do you make a nord <laughs> give them a great name and you're happy that's all you need <laughs> starts with the name <laughs> then a great outfit <laughs> then you figure out the rest <laughs> um, so yeah make a bunch of characters and just get some experience with them and i think along the way you know i say like you don't, you don't even have to get very good with them uh but you will find that you you like some of those characters and, you, and you'll actually want to get good with some of them and then all the better you'll be able to counter them all the better you know um next probably very best thing you can do is when you're not playing eso uh watch youtubers who do pvp commentary videos specifically uh, and you can just go you can just search youtube for eso pvp commentary and there's a whole bunch uh i will recommend once again christopher eso Far and above, in my opinion, the very best PvP commentary video maker <laughs> out there. Yeah. Yeah, he's so good. The best thing about it, I mean, he's just, he's good at it. Uh, but even more importantly than that is he doesn't just comment on his own footage. He has other players submit videos to him every week. And he puts up these uh, videos of these amazing 1vx fights. Um, and he does a play-by-play commentary of the whole fight. So you're getting, you know, you're getting all these different builds that you're seeing, all these different play styles and strategies and players and all this different stuff, uh, with this really great play-by-play commentary. And when I started watching his videos specifically and others like him, I, f- I feel like that's when I really started making a turn in PVP because he's kind of talking through the player's uh, decision-making process in the moment. Or if a player casts a certain ability, he'll he'll mention the fact that he just cast that ability and here's probably the reason why and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Or if the player does, like he makes a mistake, you know, Christopher will say maybe what he should have done instead and all that sort of stuff. And there's so many things, especially if you're 
not super experienced with PvP, there's just so much happening in any given moment that it's it's not possible to be aware of all the stuff yeah. uh, and to filter out like, well, what's the important thing that I need to be paying attention versus what I can kind of ignore for now and deal with here in a few seconds from now or whatever. Like watching those videos kind of helps clear that stuff up. And again, it just kind of becomes, it just kind of seeps into your mind. And later when you're, when you're in a battleground or whatever, and you'll find yourself in a similar situation to what you saw in one of those videos, you're not even necessarily, again, you're not consciously thinking like, Oh yeah, what did Christopher say to do? It's not like that at all. You just, it's like a reflex just kind of takes over and you just kind of start hearing those words again. And it's so, so helpful uh, to kind of help you know what to prioritize and what kinds of situations and stuff like that. Yeah. This is something that I, I honestly haven't even been doing this for a terribly long time, but really watching, you know, these really good YouTubers that are really good at the game. uh, And like you said, they do that commentary, break it down for you. Uh, and I'll even, you know, you mentioned Christopher and, and Malcolm is another good one. And I'll even throw, you know, Fang Rush on there. He doesn't really do a whole lot of commentary, but another great player. Yeah. Um, it's just you when you watch them in, in these PvP situations, there's just, you know, obviously they're elite players. They're fantastic PvP. But the as I've gone through and watched these videos and been doing it for a while now, there's just there's there's three things that completely stand out about their play styles and really just pick any of these great players. And it's these three things are just kind of could be said about all of them. And, and one is patience. They're so incredibly patient. They never chase a kill. They throw the damage on there. It, someone could be at 1% health. And if it's a bad spot, they'll, that person's fine. They'll let them go. Like they are, their patience is always in play. You can always see it. They're never chasing it. Uh, and that kind of goes into my second point, which is movement. Their strategic, where their placement, where they're moving, they're so fantastic with it. Uh, yeah. it. They're always moving to the right place. They're always very strategic where they're moving. They're aware of where they're going to move, what, you know, line of sight, things like that. Uh, and then really the last thing that I think just stands out when you watch these guys is, uh, and this one may seem a little silly, but just composure. You can watch yeah. these guys in their videos and they'll get down to like 5% health and you would never even know. Like the, it doesn't bother them. Like they just go through it. They don't ever have that panic situation where they're just start spamming abilities. Like it's and, and really just kind of all three of those, just all three of those combines. They stay patient. They stay moving. They never really kind of lose their composure. They don't, you know, chase after somebody really bad. If they're about to die, they don't start going super defensive and start spamming stuff. They just stick to their strategy. Uh, and really after you watch it for a while, it's just kind of contagious. You know, I joked with you that, you know, for the longest time I used to only play support. And so, and then I started switching, uh, switching to some damage stamina characters. Uh, and I, in the early days, and even still, it still happens to me now. Uh, I can definitely start chasing and it just, it's such a bad situation. Uh, it's hard to resist. It is. You see somebody that, you know, and they're in execute range. You just want to chase after them and kill them. But if it, if it puts your team, you know, in a bad, you know, bad movement or a bad position, uh, you know, and, and you're not patient and it, it could just wreck your whole team. You know, you may 
you may get that kill. You may not even get that kill. You know, maybe that that or maybe you do get the kill, but then you also get killed because you get surrounded because you're exactly. separated by your team, and now your team's a man down, and so yep. they get overrun by the yep. the four man squad that's coming up on them, and it can it's, be a real snowball effect. That that's been a big part to me is you watch those and you see those three things I talked about, and it it, it kind of um, I don't know. It, it's kind of exactly what you said. It kind of becomes this subconscious. You watch it, you see them do it. And then when you go into PvP, you kind of are subconsciously aware of it and kind of making it happen. Yeah, totally. And I think that's kind of the idea is just to kind of, you don't want to have to be making conscious decisions when it's in the heat of the moment. There's right. too much going on to keep track of. I mean, how many how many cooldowns are you keeping track of on your bars <laughs> and your proc sets and what and your potion and all this other stuff? Uh, so you can't be like trying to say like, okay, what, what should I roll dodge or should I block? You know, it's too late, you know? Uh, so just kind of exposing yourself to these people who are doing uh, in particular play by play commentary, because that kind of helps sort out what, what's important to pay attention to and what's not in what types of situations. Um, uh, that's a big one. Um, next tip I would say um, and this would be a, this could be a whole other separate discussion, but I just kind of want to briefly say put together a good non-gimmicky build. And by non-gimmicky, I basically just mean like a stat-based build. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, proc proc builds are good, and I have some proc builds, and so does Davius. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that using proc builds is a bad thing, but you know, if you're at a stage you're you're saying to yourself, I want to get good at PvP, um, you know. Relying on procs, that's like a crutch uh, yeah. that uh, that's going to be hard. Like there's going to be a meta where that's not going to be as effective because the meta always changes. And maybe coming actually, up soon. <laughs> maybe coming up very soon. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't actually understand your class and how your class works, then you know you you may be having a bad time uh, at that time. So. You know, I know, like, the meta changes, right? And you'll see, like, okay, the meta is Unleashed Terror and the Maelstrom uh, Two-Hander and this set, Malakath. Uh, and you may be thinking, like, well, if I don't have the meta, then when I, whenever I come up against someone who is the meta, I'm going to lose. That may or may not be the case, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, just because something that's meta is meta doesn't mean that other things aren't good. And the thing is... Hunting's Rage and Spinner, or uh, not Spinner, what's the stamina one called? Uh, Spriggan. Hunting's Rage and Spriggan has always been good, right? It's never (laughs) been bad. Every single patch. Yeah, Uh, and and that's that's the oldest, that's the oldest, oldest time. Yeah. Um, So I would start as generic as possible and put together a strong build with good stats uh and uh try to rely as much on your class and your abilities as possible as difficult as it might be and you might be jealous of the person out there just spamming a gap closer and getting 35 kills in a match uh but you know they're not actually learning to yeah. be good at pvp they're learning to spam a gap closer and over and yeah, over again spam you know one what I mean? and that's and and that's the thing about proxy you said you know they can be fun but if you're if you're really trying to learn there's so many things that they can kind of just gloss over and and there's things that you won't pick up and won't learn just because it, it it's like you said it's that crutch and it just it's really mm-hmm. gonna take that experience from you yeah and man we could probably have a whole episode about you know what your build should consist of and it's something we've talked about before but essentially you, you're going to need to pick a play style do you want to be fast do you want to be tanky you know what mm-hmm. uh, do you want to be stealthy whatever 
um, and then kind of go all in on that on that play style. Uh, I will say, uh, just since I mentioned stealth just now, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a iffy topic, but I guess if you're planning to only main a Nightblade and never do anything else, then, you know, go nuts or whatever. Stay out uh, of Battlegrounds forever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're trying to, like, be a well-rounded, good PvP player and, and you're playing a, a build that uses stealth, again, that's another crutch that once yeah. you get used to having it, it's it, take it from uh, uh, an original Nightblade main, okay? The, the only class I played for the longest time. Once you get used to that crutch, it is really difficult to learn to do without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I basically had it felt like I was entirely relearning the whole game once I started <laughs> playing other classes. Um. So and you can. That's not to say you can't play a Nightblade. Play a yeah. Nightblade and like that that ability. The other morph is a very powerful heal, a yeah. great ability. Well, and I'd even say, too, is that once you get a little bit better and you learn a little bit more, then you can go back to those proc sets or stealth abilities and you can just utilize them so much more because you kind of you, you know the better opportunities and how to better use those abilities. It's like when you learn how to play guitar. It's, that's why people say to learn on an acoustic guitar instead of an electric guitar, right? Because it's like you have to you have to work harder, but that's going to build up your muscles. And when you get on the electric guitar, it's going to feel like butter. You know, it's the same sort of deal. If you, you actually understand mechanics, understand how your class works and how to how to be good just with good stats, then you put on one of these cheesy proc builds, you're going to be unstoppable. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's not an eSport. Make a bunch of characters. Watch PvP commentary videos on YouTube. Put together a good, basic, stat-based build. And then just rack up a ton of experience. And just accept the fact that you're going to die a whole bunch. And it's just a phase you got to go through. Um, but you get in there and you start figuring out what's killing you. What What am I? Am I getting CC'd too much and I can't, I'm running out of stamina and I can't break free. So maybe I need more sustain, but now I don't have enough damage. So what do I need to do about that? And you just match after match after match. Just yeah. make those little tweaks bit by bit by bit. Uh, and I mean, you know, my builds are still evolving. These years later, that's I'm still in that phase. You oh, yeah. know, I just like uh, I said, I changed I changed mine right before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and you basically just stay in that phase forever, uh, and 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 off you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get a little bit better, uh, bit by bit by bit. And that's the um, thing too. Just like you said, you know, just just keep at it, keep going into those battlegrounds. There's going to be ones that are just feel awful and and terrible, but if you just keep at it. You're gonna have that battleground where you do really good and it feels really great, and then it's just kind of a it's just kind of a building block from there. Yeah, totally. Uh, also, keep listening to scrolling, and you'll be a <laughs> PvP guy. And- that's actually that's move that one to the top of the list. Yeah. L- listen to scrolling, not an esport. Uh- <laughs> have you seen this random bug on characters? Where when you log in and it says how long it's been since they've logged in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I just feel like we have to mention this bug. The original bug with this patch was every time you logged in, everybody on your friends list had been had logged out exactly whenever you logged in. So that was kind of hilarious in a sense that you would go through your whole friends list and it would just say, all right, all of them logged out 39 seconds ago. And it was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Like well, all 100 of your friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, today uh, <laughs> I was looking at it and I hadn't noticed. I guess they tried to fix it and it went way the wrong way. Um, but yeah, when I logged on today, 
uh, you know, we did Battlegrounds last night. When I logged on today, it had said uh, it had been 674 months uh, since you had been logged on, which yeah. I did the math. It basically means you hadn't been logged on since 1969. Well, you so, know, I had to take a break to like be born. I just, stuff I just wanted to ask what ESO was like in the '60s. You know, what was, what were the sets back then? It was a different time, man. <laughs> Hundings, of, spriggans, uh, <laughs> a lot of indoor smoking. I just thought that was such a funny, funny glitch that that just caught me yeah. off guard. So over funny. the top, like over the top fix in in both directions. Yeah, I've I've kind of been part of me's been slightly disappointed at the the lack of funny glitches this patch. You hey, know, there, it, there were it, some. It, it's a good thing, but I I do yeah. see you know we don't. I, when's the last time you saw somebody stand running on their mouth? It's been too long. Don't tell me they fixed it. I don't know. I'm just saying I haven't seen it for a minute. The 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 the, the standing running. Mount bug was secretly everyone's favorite bug. That probably just means performance has been pretty decent because I have a, <laughs> I, I think that's performance related when that happens. You know, like <laughs> some delay causes a sequence of animations to be out of order or something. <laughs> um, well, anyway, um, emails and shoutouts. We have no emails this week. Uh, and we have no shout outs this week. You guys need to, you know, step it up, do something interesting so we can uh, talk about it here. Uh, if, uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. I was listening back to our last episode. We never said the email address. We like oh. made some stupid joke and started laughing and just moved right along. Well, that's why we got no emails. <laughs> that, that's the problem right that's there. That's the reason. Uh, well, like, send everybody. No worries. You can send all your emails now. All those ones you're waiting to send. Scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a social guild named Stoons Goons. And really the only reason that we still have this guild is because the name is too good, uh, too good. to let it go. Uh, but it's a good guild. We have a good time. It's just basically a casual social guild. We do some PvP. We do some PvE. Uh, we mostly just kind of chat about build ideas and kind of yep. do what we do at, here on the podcast. At some point, we're going to get big enough where we'll start. We'll start having like theme nights. We'll have we'll yeah, we'll yeah. have to we'll have you know we'll do some runs or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe like even a like a, what if we, you know exactly? <laughs> uh, maybe uh, even I was thinking about this the other day. We should do some sort of uh, Stoons Goons uh, uh, outfit contest for the characters. Which character looks best? Oh, you just want to create a contest that you automatically win, don't you? <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. I didn't say <laughs> well, that. Well, guys, I guess mine's the best again. Thanks for the prize. It's a daily contest. <laughs> yeah, that's just me complimenting your outfit skills. Um, Students, goods. If you if you want to be in our guild uh, and uh, and talk about build ideas with us, you can email us scrollinpodcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up in game on PCNA. I am uh, at Cat Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Star Jumper. Uh, and I think that's the end of this episode. Anything else, Davius? I think that's it. All right, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Uh-huh.